Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. As this week tips off, Sierra Canyon flip-flops with back-to-back losses, but still remain in the top spot. Followed by Harvard Westlake, Santa Clarita Christian, Heritage Christian, and Chaminade. That's this week's top five as league play starts. But when the clock hits double zero, who will be number one and reign supreme in L.A.? Find out right here on Baseline, only on the Believe Network. Hey, L.A., Happy New Year. You're now rocking with the best. I'm your host, Parday, and this is Baseline, the number one podcast for L.A. prep sports, only on the Believe Network. On this episode, we're welcoming in the 2020 season with Coach Todd Wolfson from St. Francis. We talk goals, social media, and how the game has changed in the last decade. We're taking a step back jumper and going all net. What time is it? It's time for Baseline. Talent is being developed in our own backyard, and it starts with coaching. Since becoming the head coach of St. Francis' program in 2016, Coach Wolfson has the Golden Knights ready for the big stage. In four short years, the program under his leadership has gone from zero wins to an impressive 24 wins last year and deep into the CIF playoffs. So what are your goals this year, Coach? I mean, goals are always for us. Very, very simple. Um, you know, kind of old school, but, you know, wins wins are important, but they're not the, the end all for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always look at what are our, what, where are our kids going when they graduate and what are our kids doing. Um, and last year we had all three seniors got uh, athletic scholarships, um, not all for basketball, but they one for academics. One was a track guy and uh, running track at UCSB. Okay. And uh, and one's got a basketball scholarship to a, a small school, Carroll College in Montana. So for us, you know, having three guys not having to pay for college. Yeah, that's kind big. Of where we're at, you know, and that's and that's the goal for a lot of these kids is is can you get to college and and what use basketball as long as you can. Yep. Um, and then teach them the life lessons that they need to go. Sure, winning is important. You know, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it too much. You know, you got to win, but you know, in the end, it's not like I'm not sleeping at night if we're not winning games and and all that stuff. What? Yeah, look big picture. Absolutely, you're and you know, sports and basketball specifically. You know, these are you're teaching lessons. You're teaching right. you know teamwork and yeah and they're building bonds and you know so those are definitely good things learning those skills and learning to be competitive you know are, are will go a long way in life beyond beyond the, the court so tonight tips off uh your first game versus crespi high school what are, what are you guys going to do to uh make sure you get a w tonight i mean i think the first thing for us is always have fun i know it's kind of backwards but you know we got a lot of you know, a fun environment, a good high school environment. It's like old school, you know, there's going to be student sections and people yelling. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a good community thing and just have some fun. You know, I always said this, this stuff goes by quick for these guys. And, you know, I'm going to hopefully be in a locker room for a while. Right. Um, you know, living and doing my thing. And these guys only, especially our seniors, only have a couple more, you know, t- 10 more games to be in a locker room and, and enjoy it. So let's just enjoy it. We're talking to head coach Todd Wolfson of St. Francis High School. I just want to run down a few of your accomplishments so our listeners understand your pedigree and know we're talking to a true thoroughbred. In 2009, you led Chaminade to a Southern Section Championship game and was the division coach of the year, the youngest to ever receive the honor. Plus, during your time there, you were awarded the Cal High Sports Coach of the Year in 2014, as well as the Daily News Coach of the Year. That same year in 2014, you defeated the number one team in the United States, Loyola, which happens to be your biggest rival. We beat them uh, two years ago. 
um, at their place. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember now. I'm, I'm, I'm going back. Uh, last year we beat them. Last year, okay. Yeah, last year we beat him at third place. So you you took over the St. Francis program in 2016. This is the fourth year uh, that you're. Yeah. All right, so I mean you you you've been the coach of the year. Man, you you you. Make me feel old when I when I realize stuff. Like. <laughs> all right, now, coach. So you knocked off some number one teams. You've been named coach of the year. When can we expect a championship? I mean, that's, that's always the goal. Right? <laughs> it's to win. Um, you know, winning winning's important, you know. Uh, but it, like, like I said before, it's not the end all for us. You know, it, it's, it's the little victories. Hey, L.A., what's up? This is Parday, and I'm your host of Baseline. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, like us, and share with a friend. Also, follow me on Twitter at PBBaseline for all your prep sports news, highlights, and what's happening around town. Today we're joined with head coach Todd Wolfsman of St. Francis. Todd, what's going on? Well, it's been four years now since I've been here. Okay, uh, so that fourth year know, is it's the show me time, right? It's that's like... it, right? That's it. That's <laughs> it. They always say you got most coaches. You know, at least I, I would say in the college realm have that have that three four year window. Yeah. Um, I would host in the high school, you know, era. You know, it's a little different. You yeah. Know, I don't think the pressure is that much, but you know, then again, you know, when you're applying for schools and you're and you're talking to people about, you know, what you're going to do. It's kind of that, you know, it's been four years, man. What do you, what what you, do you got? show for me? Exactly. You know? so exactly. Kind of that put up, put up or shut up time. So that's awesome. Um, I man. think we kind of accomplished that last year of like, you know what, we can do things the right way, get the right kind of kids and, and, and do all that. Stuff. Trust the process. Trust, Trust the process. process. <laughs> all right. So, so look, we, you know, happy new year. Um, it's, Thanks. we, you know, we just went into 2020. And I've been kind of reflecting on basketball and how much it's changed, you know, in the last yep. 10 years, 15 years. What do you think the biggest change in basketball has been? I mean, I think there's two There's two things. I think first, the first one is, is obviously social media mm-hmm. um, and just the complete effect social media has on colleges, college coaches, players, coaches, everything. I mean, social media is kind of just taking over um, how players view the game, how people view the game, you know. Uh, wins aren't as important as they are as as making a guy fall and cro- you know whatever, <laughs> supposedly that's now the new the, the new thing right so right you know um, and and people want to see you know some guy getting dunked on they don't really care who won the game and you know it's kind of changed the way we look at basketball um, for the good and bad you know I think social media does a lot of good mm-hmm. um, it also does a lot of bad so in terms of that um, and I think the second thing is kind of the AAU culture that's kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, yeah. Know, when I played, you had to be invited to AU. Only certain guys got got the nod to play. You mm-hmm. know, it was only a small amount of teams, and you had to try out and all that stuff. Now it's you know you gotta you have to be involved in it. So who's to blame for the onslaught of injuries the players are getting these days? Is it the AAU? Is it the parents? Is it the coaches? What's your I take on it? I don't think it's that? really uh, you know. I always say each parent has the power to do what they want for their kid. Right. That's the way, you know, if you want your son or daughter playing. 50 games in the summertime, you know, hey, you're, you're their parent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you can make a sound decision for for them, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and if you're a high school coach, you know, how many games are you having them play in the off season, And, you know, how much are you taking a toll on their body there? And I think if parents and coaches, both AAU coaches and high school coaches, can just work together and find a good number of, like, you know what, they've played this amount of games. I think this is a good number for them for the year. 
you know, it, it, it would kind of be beneficial for, for, for both people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For, for both parties. But I feel like, you know, parents have the power. But, you know, as coaches and high school coaches and people like that, our goal, I feel like, is just give, give parents as much knowledge as we can, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, um, so they can make sound decisions when they're raising their, their son or daughter to, to play. Um, and do I really need to play in this, you know, showcase game? It's the seventh one of the, you know, like, do I really need to go to this camp? Do I really need to do this? Now, as a head coach, how much influence do you have over the players and what they do in the postseason? Are you really involved? A hundred percent. hundred percent. So I meet, I meet with all our kids at the end of the year. Um, I try to get through schedules. I talk with parents constantly about how many games we're playing. Um, and then from our standpoint, we've kind of toned back what, what we've done um, in the past just because mm-hmm. I'm realizing these guys are playing too many games. Okay. Um, and then we kind of have instilled like a we, – we use the term prehab instead of like a, a rehab. You know, you're, you're rehabbing when you're hurt. Let's let's prehab. Let, let's let's get to the point where we can do things before they happen. So we've, we've incorporated a ton of yoga into our program. Oh, wow. That's we've great. We've incorporated a ton of stretch. We, we, we deep stretch every almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and just things like that. We do a lot of ankle mobility stuff with our guys, just a lot of stuff because I know what they're going through each 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 off season and, and in season. Yeah. Um, and just try to prevent all that stuff and, 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 and get ahead of the you know, that, ahead of the course. That sounds really progressive and I, I like that. Um, the first time I ever heard about yoga being incorporated into like a basketball player's uh, workout was um, when Meta World Peace got injured and he came back and was doing it. Um, I think it's really important, you know. Like you said, it's the prehab. Um, I was thinking that one of the biggest changes in basketball and that I've seen this decade has been the return of the jump shot or the importance of the jump shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Steph Curry was almost the reverse of Michael Jordan. You know, instead of everybody wanting to go out and dunk, everybody's now like trying to shoot from half court and (laughs) or, you know, the James Harden with the step back. You know, that step back is like change the game. Yep, no question. How is that being incorporated into the high school level? Are you seeing kids with um, better jump shots or better fundamentals? I mean, definitely. You know, it's it's it's, it's a lot of a lot more shooting than it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could really, you know, first time I I want to say I really really was like, wow, this is this game is changing. We played Notre Dame last year, um, and Jire Williams, who's now Sierra Canyon. Um, was there and he was literally dribbling down and pulling up from the from like the step behind the volleyball line. Well, that was the first time and, and and that was the first time in like a game plan. I'm like, all right, guys, we got to guard him. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna shoot from out here. Um, and I was like, man, this game is really changing. Yeah. Um, and it's for you know it's 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 for the good and the bad. My belief is the game is always won and lost in the paint. Um, I don't care how many threes you want to shoot. You know, you may have one good shoot night and you might win a game, but for the most part, the game's going to be won in that paint and who's going to win that rebound in battle, who's going to get the most layups. Yeah. You know, who's going to get the easy ones. Um, you know, I, I, so I, I feel as many threes as everybody wants to shoot, and we, and we sure shoot a lot of them ourselves. <laughs> uh, but that game that game is going to be won in that paint, and I don't think that's going to change for a while. Cause... Well, I'm going to take that as a gospel coming from the youngest CIF coach of the year, Back in 2009. Hey, what up, L.A.? This is Parday. I'm your host of Baseline, L.A.'s number one podcast for prep sports, only on the Believe Network. Do you believe? What's the biggest hurdle for high school players today? Like, is it, you know, the focus and is it the classwork? What's the, what's the biggest thing that uh, interrupts their game or kind of takes away from their game? 
I mean, I think the game has just changed so much. You know, it's so different than what it used to be. And I think going back to the AAU and social media stuff, it's just, you know, I had a kid, I had a kid this year, you know, our first real game. I'm, I'm excited. I can't sleep the night before. It's mm-hmm. our first game. And I remember him, you know, we, we get to the game wearing our new jerseys and all this stuff. And he coaches, this game count? You know, like they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't, cause they play so many games and they right. do so many things. They don't realize like, you know, when the season start and end and, and things like that. So, wow. you know, just that, that culture of it. Yeah. Um, you know, now everybody's friends and, you know, I don't know what, about you, but when I played, you know, you weren't friends with anybody in their team, but no. you, know, you coach, you know, that they, you culture kind of, you know, they play with those guys in the off season. So yeah. it's hard for us coaches to be like, you know, get after him, you know, right. you know, D up, you know, things like that. Cause you know, in the, in the summertime, they're, they're, they're boys. That's their friend on their team. Yeah. 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 So just that, that change is, is, is a hurdle. And, um, you know, going back to that social media, yeah. Um, you know, just trying to stay, stay, ha- having them understand that each each kid, you know, your road is different, your path is going to be different. You know, they look at, you know, this guy got an offer, I'm better than him. How come I didn't get an offer? Right, this right. Guy's, you know, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. Hey, coach, how come I didn't get this? You know, well, you got kind of that battle, yeah, out of that going on. And you know, I think there's a lot of that, not only with athletics, but just a lot of teenagers in general. You know, yeah. they're seeing stuff on Instagram. You know, guys that are jacked and. You know, been in the gym all day. They don't understand why they can't look like that. And, and, and females the same way. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a tough culture to live in. Um, and I feel bad for some of these guys that got to live in that culture. But, you know, so our, our, our job as coaches is just to kind of, you know, hey, don't don't look at that stuff. Your journey is going to be different. You know, so what you do is different. Do so you have a do you have a social media policy? Uh, not really. Not really. You know, I think I think social media is good, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you can learn. There's a lot of wisdom out there. There's yeah. a lot of people, you know, preaching good things. And you know, I know a lot of our guys are, you know, follow different, like, uh, you know, the ones that are, that, that are religious and we're at a Catholic school follow like the Bible stuff and they follow, you know, different pastors and they follow, you know, things like that, which I love. And, you know, there's some cool stuff and it kind of takes their, their, their mind off of the stress of other things for a while. But, you know, I think getting too much into it is a problem. Yeah, Absolutely. So, What's your defensive mindset? What's your what's your philosophy on defense? Uh, you know, so we we, we kind of junk it up as bad as that sounds. Um, we try to throw as much as we can at the other team. Okay. You know, so we we currently have nine different defenses, which sounds like a lot. Um, obviously, we have our philosophies, which we stick by. You know, mm-hmm. certain things that we that, that we do. But anytime some anytime we come down, you're gonna see something different. Oh, wow. Um, that's... Whether that's a box and one, whether that's a two three zone, whether that's a you know, man to man, full court, half court, whether we're trapping on ball screens, whether we're, you know, we're doubling the second pass, um, you know, different things like that. We have so many different things we're trying to throw at you just because we want to keep the teams off balance. And, yeah. You know, especially when you get to league where every coach is scouting everything you do, you know, why not make that preparation as hard as we possibly can for them? Yeah. Um, so we just, we, 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 we do a lot of stuff. And I think it's, it's easy when you're playing, doing the same thing all game. I think people make adjustments quick. You know, the coaches are in our area do a very good job. So, you know, if you're playing ball screens a certain way the whole game by the third quarter, fourth they, quarter, they're making adjustments. They're making adjustments. Yeah. So you got to make it, so you got to make adjustments back. Coach, at the end of the day, what sets St. Francis program apart from everyone else's? You know, we do a good job of, uh, you know, our assistants do a great job of kind of just, you know, building the right culture. Hey, come to one of our games. You know, right. check it out. And they're mm-hmm. and they're blown away by how our kids talk to each other, how they cheer for each other, and you know how they don't pout and how we don't talk to refs and you know kind of that culture. I hate to use the word old school, but you know it's a little <laughs> bit of an old school culture. But we right. and we like to have a lot of fun. You know, that's our goal. I always tell our guys before every game. You know, I want to I want to have the team that ha- I want to be the team that has the most fun tonight. You know, that's great. I don't care win, win, lose, or draw. Let's have the most fun. 
That's you know, that's it is, we, we got to go back. It is the game. That's a know? good mindset. Yeah. And when they're loose and they're having fun, they they play much better. Yeah, I believe when it. They're stressed and they're uptight and they they're nervous and you know all that stuff. That nothing good happens, and we've all been there. So we try to just make sure with them we can just continue to do that. Man, I appreciate your time, Todd. Thanks a lot. Uh, you dropped a lot of knowledge, dropped a lot of jewels, uh, and look forward to, uh, to seeing you tonight and I then see you in the playoffs later later on this year. Perfect. I appreciate it. And thanks for doing what you're doing. You know, any, anything we can do to help kids and parents kind of get gain knowledge of, of you know, the rights and wrongs of this game is, is, is always a good thing. So I appreciate what you're doing and, well, and thank trying you. to spread the word of basketball. So. All right, man. I appreciate it. Todd Wolfson is head coach of St. Francis. In 2018, he won 24 games and went to the third round of the CIF playoffs. This year, he and the Golden Knights are looking for even more victories. Well, after trailing by six points in the second half, the Golden Knights rallied the forces and tallied the corpses with smothering defense against Crespi. The more shots were going down the spring break in Daytona Beach. It was definitely a splash party. This St. Francis team definitely is the real hip-hop with lively action on the boards, too. The crowd was rocking as they cheered on the home team with the last-second victory. Here's to St. Francis. Good victory. Good game. Have a great season. This is Baseline. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.